0: This podcast is on uh, Matthew McConaughey's hair. Um, I think for the most part, any hair surgeon would look at the before and after results over the last 20 years and say it's obviously a hair transplant because he went from a highly receded miniaturized hairline all the way to a strong frontal frame of a, of a uh, result. Um, at the same time, he's publicly announced recently that he's never had a hair transplant, that the Beverly Hills doctor that claims that it did his work never did it, and he would call him out on it. And he says he doesn't take propitia. He would never take that. He basically has a a regimen of manual labor, as he calls it, that he works into his scalp uh, 10 minutes a day. And he said that's what's given him the results. Um, And he won't say what that is. Uh, For me, that is possible, but it's highly improbable that the level that what is recreated is only medicinal in nature. Medication, generally speaking, uh, can thicken miniaturized hairs, but not regrow a a very lost hairline with high degree of recessions. Have I seen that it could be possible? Yes, it could be possible. Could it be held for 20 years with no surgery and no Propecia as one of the medicines? Again, anything is possible. It absolutely is possible. It's highly, highly improbable. Now. What's interesting is that should we even care? I mean, it's a celebrity having a, uh, you know, a major uh, improvement in his hairline. I think that one is, you know, with celebrities, I guess you could say, should we respect his privacy to, to listen to whatever he says and not bother him that he's had a transplant or not? If he doesn't want to talk about a transplant, then let's just let it go with that. And the answer is yes and no. I think part of the yes is, yeah, if someone wants to say that they didn't have a transplant, then I think they have the liberty and the right to say whatever they want to say. At the same time, um, a celebrity is in a position of influence, and I think it misleads a huge population out there that they don't have to take Propecia or Finasteride, whether topical or oral, um, they, and they, don't even, they, don't, they have a mystery thing that requires manual labor which you won't disclose to help regrow the scalp. Um, and I think what it does is it potentially, because he's on a, spokes, he's on a, on a soapbox about declaring what he's done rather than just staying, staying silent on it, um, I think it can really make young men not do the right thing i 'm not saying that young men or men in general should never get a transplant. in fact young men shouldn 't get a transplant for the most part because it 's dangerous but is, is you know I think it 's almost like crying fire in a in a crowded theater. obviously you know hair transplants are not life or death situations compared to crying fire in a theater. However, you are in a position of influence and you do have uh, effect of your voice when you state something to the audience out there. And so I think it's important to, if you're going to, if in fact what he's saying, obviously there's no one knows for certain, only he does, um, uh, is say it out loud that, you know, what you're saying is uh, a falsehood. I think it's potentially problematic to the people out there who are suffering from hair loss and thinking that they can rub a 10-minute magical concoction that you won't disclose into the scalp that has no Propecia in it, and magically regrow a full scalp back to what's called a Norwood 2 from a Norwood 4. I think that's unrealistic and potentially misleading. And I would challenge Math McConaughey, if he's listening to this podcast, for me to evaluate a scalp because... I will be able to see the scar on the back of the scalp even if it's an amazing incision where like if you look at my scars you'll have a hard time finding the linear scar i doubt it was an fue since it was 20 plus years ago however it could be an fue and even then i will be able to see hypopigmented dots on the back of your scalp so if you truly want to uh, put your money where your mouth is and say look i've never had a transplant you're listening to this podcast let me evaluate your donor scar or whatever it is, whether it's FUE or strip. Uh, in addition to that, let me evaluate your frontal zone because if any of the graphs were not perfectly placed, I'll be able to see compression uh, or pitting uh, uh, close up to any of those, uh, those areas. So even if you don't let me look at the donor area, I'd probably be able to see the graphs in the front. Also, what's important is I can even look at the, the frontal hairline versus the temporal point and see if there's a slight mismatch that would not match a Norwood pattern that no one on planet Earth would see, but I probably would be able to note it. So there's so many ways that I can tell it's a transplant beyond the layperson. For example, I was on a cruise last year in August with my wife, and I saw this guy who was worth probably $150 million. He, his, uh, his toupee was slightly skewed off. I could see, I could see the, the woven portion. No one else on earth could see it. My wife couldn't see it. I asked my parents, they said, no, they couldn't see it. So I can see things that no one else can see in terms of naturalness or just being a transplanter result. But I will say his transplant result is a good one. It is, if it is a transplanter result, I would say that he does have a good one. I will not criticize and say it's a bad one. It's actually quite good if it is one. But if it isn't, I apologize if I've offended you, Matthew McConaughey or anyone out there. But I think it's interesting to just have that dialogue and have that understanding from at least a, a, a skilled hair surgeon who's been in practice for 20 years uh, and board certified, or at least a, I should say a diplomat, diplomate of the American Board of Hair Restoration Surgery and also the president last year, and having written about eight, chap, uh, eight textbooks on hair transplant as well.